Hello, and welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. Every episode, we take a terrible song or some terrible music and pull it apart and try to figure out what went wrong. I'm Joe Oaks. And I'm Steve Sachs. And I'm Dave Sachs. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to finish your little intro there, Joe. We always botch this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I always do that. I always like, I, I don't know. I'm a little spaced out. I just, uh, but well, yeah. So yeah. Dave's here. My brother's here. My brother's <laughs> in the house. Dave's here. It's this is how we wanted to start. I, just like a real perfect, seamless uh, introduction. Professional. How you doing, podcast. Dave? I stay ready. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. This is gonna be fun. Thanks. Part of the reason we brought you is because we are we are continuing our sports extravaganza, our exploration into the weird intersection of sports and music, and there is no one better. Than my brother Dave for this. Um, his fandom, his sports fandom, is, I mean, loves sports, but also has a maybe a weirder appreciation for sports than the yeah, average. We were saying that fan. before, and I'm really curious what that means. Honestly. What do you What do you think I mean, Dave? I don't know. I think there are, you know, once you're a fan of the sport, like what else is there? You know how how can you keep it fresh? There are a lot of like little tiny nuances and minutia and garbage. And little things that happen that, like, I think... Garbage is a good way. <laughs> yeah, so, no yeah. one should really care about. Uh, but when you already have your arms wrapped around everything that's, you know, at the top level, like, you got to look for something to keep you excited about the, <laughs> the 90th game of a baseball season that's been going right. on for five months, you know, so... Yes, yes. I think Dave's Dave's sports fandom and our music fandom is, is similar. I think there's an appreciation for the, the oddities the weird things, the things that don't go right, the yeah. sort of like trivial <laughs> and stupid <laughs> and the absurdities of the thing that you love. And like that to me is like true love of a thing, true fandom. Can I know? can I just say to that point, I got on an older laptop of mine to record this uh, and I was looking for something on uh, on my browser and the first guess when I started typing in the browser was a baseball blooper. It was like some some very specific blooper that Steve and I have watched endlessly, but only we nice. probably could reference. Wait, was it the Manny Ramirez? Absolutely it's a, it's was, a web yeah. gem. <laughs> okay, I know the yep. exact clip you're talking about. Yep. Yes. Yep. Did you find it? You got to send this to me. So I tried to find it, and see, we are too niche <laughs> even yeah. for YouTube because this it was is, removed. God. It was, this is <laughs> like years. Yeah, I feel like for years we've been trying to find this clip that we like happened to catch one day on baseball tonight or whatever yes. show and when i found it i bookmarked it asap and yes. now it has since been like it's gone it's completely it's scrubbed yeah. oh that's a shame oh my god yeah uh, like a watergate okay. situation someone came yes, in exactly. and deleted it from your <laughs> so today we last episode we kind of went deep on baseball we talked about um uh, marlins will soar mm. and that took us to beautiful a lot of Places. Yes, mainly um, Boca Raton, <laughs> right. Scott Stapp's and home. Today, I think you know. I think uh, the the long term goal of this is to maybe do three total episodes today. I want to talk about like stuff related to music and basketball, and I'd like to at least my intention is to do an episode in the future that's football halftime shows. Yeah. You know, <laughs> music and football and the weird intersection of those things. But for today, I think focusing on basketball will be the way to go. We should um, keep this going for a lot, like years and get like every do like an Olympic just curling. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if curling, if there are enough songs about curling, I'm happy to I'm happy to give <laughs> it a like shot. Like Canadian country music about curling, for sure. <laughs> Cross country skiing yeah. uh, uh, full episode. But anyway, so it's uh, being that this being that this is a basketball um, ep, you know, I figured a good place to start would be with a super uh, famous drop, a sort of like famous instrumental bit called Round Ball Rock that I think some of our listeners will be familiar with. I think maybe um, it might be new to some people, but this this is a, a, a short instrumental piece by John Tesh. Mm. Oh, John and, Tesh! Yes, I figured you might maybe know <laughs> something about John Tesh. I, I don't know much. I know he has like a, a nationally syndicated radio show too. It's like easy listening or something. Yeah, he's kind of like this easy listening, like like nineties, like like jazz, like Yanni type yeah. world music, kind of vague, like Kenny G, that kind of Michael like, Bolton. 
Yeah, just like this stuff that he's like hawk on commercials, like CDs that are 30 songs of just instrumental nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I guess he got contracted to do like a, a, a thing for the NBA. And so I, I found this clip that, you know, the, the, the music here we can talk about, but like this clip is just so great and so funny. Um, we'll talk, we, we'll play it and then we can talk about like the visual aspect and maybe Joe, you can tell us a little about the music too, but, Great. uh, this is round ball rock. We'll start there. One of the things I've discovered is that there are many different ways to write a song and the most unusual way came to me when I was in Europe about four or five years ago. I was trying to write a sports theme and I did not have a piano in the hotel where I was staying. So, um, I did probably what many of you have done faced with a similar situation. I called my answering machine at home and I, I left a message for myself. And um, although that sounds goofy, what happened was that theme that I sang into the machine is the theme that they play every time the Chicago Bulls crush another basketball team. So I am singing themes into my machine regularly. And special bonus for you folks, I have brought the original answering machine tape with me so I can play it for you. I know you are dying to hear it. There we go. But it has to be played on the original answering machine. So here now the original demo tape for this particular song for pro basketball. Hi, this is a message for me about the NBA theme. Here's an idea. It goes like this. All right. Okay. Wow. So, Joe, are you familiar with that? It sounds, I mean, it just sounds like generic ESPN music to me. It's probably because that's, that's probably what's familiar about it. I just wanted to point out he's, he go he's like, he finishes his spiel and he goes over to the answering machine and there's a delay between him finishing talking and them applauding. And he goes, once they start applauding, he goes, there we go. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. Big Jeb Bush. That's why I started laughing. Big Jeb Bush energy. Yep, yep. There we go. (laughs) Okay. Pop. There you go. Got your cue there. All right. Here's my answering machine. Do you think that's true? I think that's real. I was wondering that too. Is that like a showbiz bit or what? I don't know. I love it though. I want to believe. I want to believe. Um, Yeah. I want to believe that. I feel like that could have had such an extravagant like uh, story about how it came about, but it started the same way like everyone's dad mimics that song, like, <laughs> like trying to recall. Bah, 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 bah. Like it was so awful to listen to like, what it was. I couldn't tell it was the same thing at all. I, I could have. It was just rhythmically, you know. What about you, Dave? When you heard him do that, you knew what it was, right? I also knew it was coming, though. You did, yeah. okay. But I, but I did know what it was, and and he did it somewhat justice like i could tell he heard more than what made it to the machine you know like yeah yeah he well he clearly like built that out right like from also there. some some of what's great about this clip is visual unfortunately john tesh is wearing like he looks like a like a like a magician for like a six-year-old birthday yeah. or something he's got like this vest <laughs> like, I kind of thought he looked like like he worked for a catering company. Yes, you know? yeah, it's bad. It's a bad look. He's live at Red Rocks at this club. Like, can you imagine going to this concert? Fucking Red Rocks, wild. As a viewer of this video, not knowing it was coming, the fact that they dropped the live at Red Rocks little Chiron at the bottom <laughs> two minutes in was great <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea how amazing and big this was. Like, yeah. Right. It's hey guys, so funny. I'm going down. I'm going down to see John Tesh. Does anyone get in my van? <laughs> We're gonna go down to Red Rocks, camp <laughs> out. Rocks. Yeah. Wow. So you know that was a uh, that was a basketball instrumental, uh, not exactly, um, you know, about <laughs> basketball, but certainly has like set the tone. I mean, this is a class. If if you have watched a basketball game in the last thirty years, you've heard this. Mm-hmm. Um, also, round ball rock. Round ball rock. Definitely written by a guy who's <laughs> never seen basketball. 
That's the one round. with the round ball, right? <laughs> one word, the round ball. I will say, too, you know, yes, you've probably heard this, but even if you haven't heard this, you've absolutely heard the litany of knockoffs, everyone trying to capture this exact thing yeah. on their network's version of, you know, NBA Tonight or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah like it, it sounded generic to me, but if this was the first one... Yeah. You yeah. know, Tesh really set the tone for the next 30 years of It's timeless. Basketball. That's a timeless yeah. piece. Like, that sounds, I don't know. It's Yes, it's generic, but, like, it works on me now, and it worked on me mm-hmm. when I was five, you know? Yeah. It, it, it amps you up. It juices you up. I want to say to you one one other visual thing that didn't didn't come through on the pod is is uh, as the song's intro comes up, there's the kick drums going, <laughs> and he starts making a motion like he's bouncing a basketball, like it's the sound of the kick drum. It's so like, good. Boy, these stage antics, like this is supposed to get a crowd of people amped. Are they all sitting? <laughs> They're all sitting. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I think they are no, sitting on like chairs. straight back chairs. Yeah, they're not yeah. even in. They like brought those chairs in, you know. Yeah. That was an instrumental about basketball. We're gonna check out. Um, we're gonna check out more uh, a song that's more explicitly about basketball here, and I think we'll probably go into like a series of of these kind of songs that are a little maybe more like um, Marlins will soar in that they are sort of painfully explicitly about the game. So let's check out Curtis Blow basketball. like john tash has seen zero games of basketball i feel like curtis blow has seen one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh, i really liked you know you hear a lot of hip-hop where you're you're being like super braggadocious right yeah and a modern version of one of these songs might be i, I dunk on you or like yeah. i cross you up with it crazy handles you know he's just yeah. talking about things that he likes <laughs> about the sport i like the way they dribble up and down the court it's very pure this one this this made me this made me think also of, uh, as, as someone who watches a lot of sports, I'm pandered to by every commercial that plays in between the action, right? You'll see a Ford commercial, but they'll be like, come hit a grand slam down at, you know, whatever Ford dealer. Or They're making a lot of sports puns and references because that's what I understand. I feel like there are people watching this thinking, oh... Like, you can make a song and make it basketball? Like, why don't we make a commercial and make it, but make it basketball? Like, this this was the thing that, you know, a light bulb that went off in, in, in the minds of those, I don't know, people, marketing executives making this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy to think that that was, at one point, like... Edgy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank mm. you. I don't want my kids listening to that. <laughs> there's, there's reasons for that. He likes alley oops. I like when I like fundamentals of the game. What <laughs> 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 this showboating crap? <laughs> Dunking. No, lay it up and make it a bank shot. <laughs> Dave, you had maybe some songs that are like modern versions of this, right? Like, yeah, they're they're also very specific in kind of their the source where they come from. So I played a lot of sports video games growing up, and every one of these new games that would come out every year, they'd have a soundtrack when you're scrolling through the menus and setting up the game, they'd have some songs that would play. And it was the same 10 or 15 songs. Oftentimes, though, the songs would be made specifically for, you know, to appear on the soundtrack for that game. Um, Yeah, so I I grabbed a couple from this game, NBA Live 2005. Oh, Uh, Oh, very fine vintage. Mm. There are three songs from this one soundtrack where oh boy. in the beginning of the song itself, the like the rapper calls out like, yo, EA Sports or like, <laughs> yo, like NBA Live 05, like talk about not evergreen content. Yeah, you know, yeah, like something yeah. that was 
<laughs> hey, they had a gig and they they did the gig and yeah. I think that is actually you're getting to something like why I find some of this music so like fascinating. This intersection of sport. It's because there's like this like just crass commercialism to the whole thing, where like. There's no part of a song that starts with "Yo, EA Sports" that has anything to do with. There's like, no legitimacy to that. None, none. Yeah. It's just like purely yeah. a commodity, you know. And, Absolutely, yeah. I, I and you know you could see like you know if you're managing one of these artists and they get you get them a slot on the EA Sports 2005 NBA Live soundtrack that is massive. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, but huge. then the first thing you do on the track is like shout out EA Sports. <laughs> but here's the thing: you have to shout out. So they'll pay you ten million, but, but you, you must. Yeah, you need to shout out EA. Yeah. While we're on the topic of EA Sports specifically, there's there is a track that I want you to pull up, Steve. Yeah. It's uh, it's by Murphy Lee. Okay. And um, it's uh, I I I don't know much about the verses, but I saw what the chorus uh had to offer and i think we'll okay some, let's uh, check this out laughs. all right so this is murphy lee featuring jazzy fa and jody breeze <laughs> <laughs> this is it, it's in the game it's in the game from nba live You a faker, I'm a clipper winning Cali. I'm a wizard, I use Larry when he struggle. Why you Jerry? If you triple Carmelo, then I'ma kick it out to Barry. I'm the first one on that joystick, second player getting it. I could be Shaquille O'Neal, three throws hitting them. Back them down, post them up, cross them over, show them up. <laughs> that rules. That's so good. This is so fucking niche. This is about beating someone in this game that he is. <laughs> He's already rapping on. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So many specific bits in that, like the joystick wow. thing, the I, uh, the Larry and Jerry, like mentioning trophies by the first name of mm. the, like not just like the championship trophy, but to call it the Larry. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's so specific. The Larry O'Brien trophy is the name of the NBA championship trophy. Anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. at the end, uh, beat a man by 20 points, probably think the computer cheating. <laughs> 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 or probably think computer cheating. It's Some, fun. Something along those lines. I like that it's not just about basketball. It is about this video game and playing <laughs> it. And I think that it's clear that they love this. They play this game, right? Yeah. Like, no Definitely. doubt. I mean, the, the, the NBA Live franchise mm. is a big deal. Like, I mean, any of the EA Sports, this is like the Madden of basketball. If yeah. you right, 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 right. You know? Right. So right. it was huge. Yeah. You you might hear people these days talk about 2K. Yeah. This was the 2K of, of its time. If you had a basketball game at home, you had this one. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I will say though, we we skipped past what brought me to that song in the first place, which is even down to the the, the title of this song is called It's in the Game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the chorus <laughs> yeah. is the EA Sports uh link the, the tagline, the EA Sports tagline. Repeated over and over. I forgot <laughs> about it. Is that the their game. like? That's like their uh, their slogan. It's, yeah. in, the it's game. in the game. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's that didn't great. even occur to me because they they you know, in a very 2005 way, they changed. It's in the game to it's in the game. This is unusual to me because I'm thinking of like Tony Hawk, mm -hmm. where they bring music are all of these songs written for this or is it no like, that's no, okay the they're okay. sprinkled into an otherwise you know yeah. non-nba live centric soundtrack it's interesting what songs are on here i'm seeing like war zone and there's rock. some names too yeah, yeah pete rock fucking brand new heavies jump and move muted copyright issue apparently <laughs> they got oh muted <laughs> You know what might yeah. be kind of cool? I want to just see if there are any good comments on here. Yes. So oh, yeah. just quickly doing some YouTube comments here. Someone from two <laughs> years ago still playing this game today. Till today. Um, this is pretty great. This is a comment specifically about that song. It oh, said, is it that one? Yes. He has the has a timestamp, a link, and it says if twenty two thirty five, which is the link to the to this 
song that we just listened to, It's in the Game. If It's in the Game played when you first opened the game, you were pumped. Goat soundtrack. Greatest of all I, time. <laughs> I agree. That would get me stoked. I I'm just picturing this song on and you're like you're in the chair you're in the on the couch and you're like leaning forward, yelling, just yes. eyes watering because you haven't blinked in years. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. blinked in years. These songs have played, you know, at me for hours on end. You know, right. like I'm someone who as a kid playing with my friends logged days on this game. And yeah. it always it, it was always surprising to me. This may have just been a memory limit, honestly, at the time, but there were only twelve songs. <laughs> <laughs> like for the amount of time I spent on this thing, yeah, yeah, sure, there are commercial implications, right? It costs money, but uh, like these things repeated and repeated and repeated. So yeah. they are earworms. All of these songs, yeah. I couldn't tell you who they're by. I couldn't tell you the name, but they're deep in my head <laughs> forever. <amazing. laughs> yeah. All of these. Uh, I, I mean, we would we would quote some of them sometimes, like uh, my my friends and I, just for fun, you know, or uh, just throw them out there because <laughs> yeah. they were in all of our heads. It was that common? I think you know we we've touched on uh, we we we've, we've kind of covered this instrumental take on basketball. We have heard some songs that are explicitly about the game itself. Uh, have a tune here that's maybe about the most consequential game ever played. Uh, hmm. Let's check this one out. Of, of the most game. consequential individual game of basketball ever played. <laughs> I'm curious to find out what the deal is with that. And it goes, and it goes, and it goes a little something like Another crazy story? Come on, AC. I was hanging at the court, just playing some ball, working on my game. Yeah, we heard it all. I heard the fans screaming. I thought it was for me, but then I saw a shadow. It was 12 for 3. It was Shaquille O'Neal. What? What did he say? How about some one-on-one? You wanna play? I told him why not. I got some time, but when I beat you real bad, trying not to cry. Please, Aaron, are you for real? One-on-one with Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, 34 center from the LA Lakers. You must have been nervous. I could take him, stare to Shaq, psych him out. Said O'Neal, you're in my house now. Start the game, the whistle blows. Pay attention close as the story goes. It's like boom, boom. I put it in the hoop like slam. I heard the crowd screaming on jam. I swear that I'm telling you the facts, cause that's how I beat Shaq. Boom, boom. I put it in the hoop like slam. I heard the crowd screaming on jam. I swear that I'm telling you the facts, cause that's how I beat Shaq. So check it out. Oh, anyway, we- <laughs> dude, that chorus has no business being that good. Yeah, well said. Boom! Put Check it in the, the net like, like yeah. boom! Yeah. Uh, like that's too good. There's a remix that, of it that's that actually pretty tight. Oh um, man, yeah, that song is so a classic. Joe, yeah. you brought something. So of course that was Aaron Carter's. That's how I beat Shaq. Uh, during which he tells almost like a Bob Dylan like you know <laughs> <laughs> narrative. <laughs> Where he tells he tells the entire story of him, get, you know, having this one on one game with Shaq, and then he at the end of the thing he realizes, oh, it was just the dream. But then, how do I have Shaq's jersey in my room? Whoa! Ooh. So that's the plot, yeah. and they got Shaq for the video, as Joe pointed out, but not the audio. That what what, what we had seen so far was just a tall person who is twelve the, foot the, three, according he's to twelve the foot three. That's very tall. I. I just, where did this idea come from? That you is know? a great question. I mean, there might be a full episode in this song. Oh, I, I think so, too. How old do we think Aaron Carter was? Oh, right? boy, like, I don't know. Um, he kid. looks like he can't be more than 12, right? Yeah. 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 Man, I, Aaron Carter's on some hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Things, things have gone south. For uh, that I man. mean, just once you beat Shaq, it's pretty much all downhill from there. Right? Yeah, you peaked at twelve years old or whatever. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, tough. I mean that's yeah. Hey, I, I think it is really wild that only Shaq's body made it into this video. <laughs> this is a man who has given his name, his voice, his image. We. To every some. company on earth, yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's briefly in the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so, uh, speaking of Shaq, 
Um, there are many players in the NBA who have attempted to rap. Um, yes. Many have been unsuccessful. Some have been somewhat successful. <laughs> I don't know if any have ever been like truly successful, although like, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, this next song is Shaq himself. Uh, did you know about this, Joe? I... I don't know the song, but I know that Shaq did music, and did. I, I and that Shaq is just an all around jack of all trades. Uh, he's in the pizza business; he does yeah. everything. So we'll see if he brings his uh, his expertise. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to hear it. So he put out four albums in the '90s. Four. Wow. And he was well, he on made some records, and he was on uh, two soundtracks, and like for movies that he starred in, and right. you know had some other little singles here and there. Um, the dude was productive. The energy. You'd think that a guy that large, he wouldn't have enough energy to, to both sustain his bodily functions and then go out and do all these things. But Well, that's one of the big criticisms of Shaq, in fact. <laughs> a lot of people say he could have been... No, seriously. A lot of people say he could have been the greatest player of all time, but that he oh. didn't give a shit. And he mostly... He like would rather eat pizza and shit like that than like you know, work hard and train. He was fucking in movies and rapping and shit while he could have been, he could have won every year if he wanted to, you know? And there were some fundamentals of his game that were not right uh, up to snuff. Yeah, he absolutely phoned it in like throughout his career and still was unstoppable. So I pick, he has some more songs that are a little more, like Dave said earlier, braggadocious. He's talking about like dunking on you. He's, the, you know, he, how he's cool. He's the shit. He's the coolest guy, whatever. This song's a little more sensitive. I almost feel bad making fun of it, but it's great. Whoa. So let's check it out. It's, uh, hold on. It's called, um, I think it's called Biological Didn't Bother. Oh. What? Wow. It's a Nine Inch Nails track. <laughs> G-Funk version. <laughs> Yo, yo, I want to dedicate this song to Philip Arthur Harrison. Word up, because he was the one who took me from a boy to a man. So as far as I'm concerned, he's my father, because my biological father Biological father left me in the cold when a few months old I thought a child was greater than gold, but I guess not You brought me into this world, but you're not my dad Messing around with them drugs make my moms mad So we left you with no remorse or pity Took the first bus from North to Jersey City Women and child alone, now that's pressure Moms gotta go to work Drop me off by Odessa Mama, I'm Vivi, whoever I'm Valma, Uncle Roy, we stuck together a year went by, and I could walk y'all Mom's got that good old job at City Hall She probably didn't trust men anymore Until Philip Harrison walked through the door Went out a few times, but what about your kill? Mom offered him a million dollar package deal She said, you want me, you gotta take my son Or else it's like a hot dog, but without the bun Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> a good line yeah oh my god <laughs> that would that just that just knocked me off my feet what a song you, you want to what care you want to be like oh i feel for you Shaq. i mean like, i kind of do yeah I, I can relate to this and, yeah um but like wow <laughs> it, i mean he wrote this i i'm just what do you what do you guys think about this you brought this like yeah i didn't know he had this side to him you know yeah really <laughs> I expected it to be well, all he, basketball songs. I expected it all be about like basketball and his lifestyle. Right, mm -hmm. right. I, I'm surprised like, by this too. Deep. He's kind of going in for like a Tupac thing. But the thing is, it's kind of like I, the sentiment. I feel like I'm like, damn, Shaq. Yeah. But then his he's kind of like doing this quivery voice thing where he's like trying <laughs> to sound like Tupac, and then. And then he has a line like that about a hot dog without a bun. It's like a hot dog without the bun. He it's can't so resist. accentuated, too. Yeah, he can't resist the joke, you know, that, like, undermines the whole thing. And then the specificity of, like, Philip, whatever, you know. <laughs> Philip like, Harrison. <laughs> Philip Harrison. I, I haven't heard many songs that are, like, a, a song of, of love and a love for your stepfather. It's not, like, yeah. a common theme. A unique for, take. Like, a and, love And not song. just, like, my stepfather, but philip harrison this man this one yes man yeah you're right though dave about like um 
not knowing he has that side. Like Shaq's personality, his persona, I should say, mm-hmm. is is kind of you know this big, goofy, funny showman. Um, which actually, you know, which, which actually kind of brings me to another <laughs> uh, f- very famous uh, Shaq moment, perhaps his most famous rap of all time. Uh, I can see Dave has already knows exactly what I'm referring to. This is what I thought was coming here. Anyone? Yeah. yeah. So this is maybe the other side of Shaq. Um, Joe, a little context. Okay. You know that, perhaps you know that um, Shaq and Kobe had a, they were teammates. Right. They were very yes. successful together for mm-hmm. a number of years. They even did like a three-peat where they won three years in a row. But after that, they, they had a major falling out, very public feud. Okay. And Kobe very much wanted to win without Shaq. I Shaq that. left. Shaq left. And okay. sort yeah. of accused Kobe of forcing him out. Mm. So, wow. Uh, anyway, Kobe goes to the championship and loses. Humiliating, right? Right. The night he loses, Shaq goes to either a bar or a comedy club. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but he gets on stage, and I guess somebody played a beat, and he got no. up and did a freestyle. No. Yes. And oh, when this came out, it was, it was insane. <laughs> I got to hear this. So here is this Holy very shit. famous freestyle of Shaq, uh, the night Kobe lost. Check it. You know how I be. Last week, Kobe couldn't do without me. You know how I be. Last week, Kobe couldn't do without me. I call myself big, but I'm not as good as Biggie. I call myself big because I live next to Diddy. Excuse me, Diddy lived next to me. So in the hood, dog, I feel like B.I.G. Because if Biggie was still here, he would be right there. On Star Island in the mansion somewhere chilling. Sitting on about half a billion. Because me and Guns combined, shit, that's half a billion. For real, dog. Now that's B.I.G. Ain't nobody in the world do it bigger than me. That's like a white boy trying to be more nigga than me. That's like a homeless cat having more figures than me. That's like Patrick Ewan having more rings than me. That's like rappers having cars strip things than me. That's like you singing to yourself, you're better than me. That's like Kareem saying to himself, he better than me. Now stop, think about that. It ain't about that. It's about B.I.G. A.K.A. Big Shaq. Now that's the difference between first and last play. Kobe, nigga, tell me how my ass tastes. Okay. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Okay, everybody. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. I'm a horse. Kobe ratted me out. That's why I'm getting divorced. He said Shaq gave a bitch a meal. I don't do that because my name should kill. I love him. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit. The crowd that was participation. Amazing. Killer. 100%. I love. Oh my god, you guys! How have I not heard about or heard this? <laughs> this is that changed my life. <laughs> he Kobe, dropped some bombs. Of all the things he said, though, the hook he sticks with is Kobe. How how my ass tastes. <laughs> yeah, him getting the crowd to say this. This is just yes. Oh, by the end, everyone's wow. like, "Yeah, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes." <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I, I knew all about this but I didn't know the context I didn't know like when this happened I, I just thought okay there's this feud between them it's blurry to me the timeline is just this is this has been happening for a while since they they split and you know before leading up to it but I didn't know this was like just dagger right you know yeah. oh man right right God. right it was he, at his lo- you know Kobe's lowest yeah. moment um and I do think God. that Shaq may have won without Kobe. Yeah, he won in Miami. Yeah. For sure. And so At it was like, once. yeah, I think with, with, with D-Wade. D-Wade for sure, yeah. Yeah, so it was like hmm. double humiliation, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, watching that on TV, like, when it happened and just being, <laughs> holy fucking shit. I cannot believe Because wow. it's TMZ. So this clip is from TMZ. Like, this leaked. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, wow. And of course, was like a huge, huge deal. These are like the two marquee stars of the league at that time. And like, he's fucking yeah. rapping, tell me how my ass tastes. Huge celebrities. <laughs> I, 
I, I there was so much in that. Like I'd I'd love to just pick it apart, but it's like I I gotta say, pretty impressive freestyle, right? Definitely, uh, really, really pretty good. I I a lot of good lines in there. I feel like he was a little too. Uh, he's playing a little bit too much with Biggie there. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that was a little but disrespectful. Like, what year was this? Two thousand nine, I think. Or yeah, eight? okay, okay, yeah. okay. This is a I think that move, really, like, that that really like uh, to a T is who Shaq is. Like he he knows he has this bubbly, playful persona, so he pushes it way farther than it needs to go. And can I think feels he can bank on it. He can fall back on now, that. Now, are you going to get in for trouble sure. at He's work lovable. for saying these things, Dave? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. I, so what I was talking before about the fact that he puts his face on everything, this, this guy is the spokesperson for the company that I work at right no. now. As well as, I don't know. You work at Papa John's? <laughs> I got out of the pizza business, but I'm doing oh, something okay, else okay, these days. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, wow. we, we, should, we should look up how many companies he currently you know, has deals with where they're licensing, you know, using yeah. his face or whatever. The two of them did broach this subject uh, of this rap um, many years later in 2018, I believe. So let's just check um, that out. It's very yeah. quick, very short, but it's worth checking. Look at how close. Okay, so we're looking at this <laughs> this uh, <laughs> interview they're having, this, this like discussion they're having about the... T- the rap and their knees are almost touching oh yeah <laughs> it's intimate this is pre-covid yeah. for sure <laughs> okay let's, let's uh, so this. this is just a brief clip i don't want to talk to you yeah. you know what i'm saying so, ass yeah, yeah. That, oh, hold on no, i got was, it i'm ready no but that I'm was ready. different yeah, i'm that, ready yeah yeah but that was something different <laughs> hey. think about that it ain't about that it's about pig aka big shack now that's the difference between first and last play. Kobe, nigga, tell me how my ass tastes. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Well, I was in a comedy club. Yeah. And y'all had lost. No. Yeah, and y'all I, had no, lost. I, so I just had to do something just to Bruh, keep the crowd listen, going. I know, I know, I, I used it though. But, but you know what? <laughs> I, I love Kobe. He's like, no, no, no. I wasn't mad. I actually, I'm laughing. Actually, so no, I'm not mad at all. I'm, I'm it's hilarious. Easy to say that years <laughs> later. I Shaq is clearly uncomfortable. He feels bad about it. He's like, no, yeah. I mean, you know, it was. He's like trying to like. He's trying to apologize. It could be like, oh no, no, no. I don't. I mean, I'm not even. What? I didn't hear about it. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Speaking of Kobe, um, Kobe. Another kind of jack of all trades ended up winning, uh, I believe, an Oscar by the end of his life. Unfortunately, uh, became was trying to become a filmmaker, but when in his younger days, uh, he was also a rapper. Not to be outdone by his rival Shaq. Um, so this is a song by Brian McKnight, uh, the R and B singer from the late '90s, early 2000s. You yeah. remember? And yeah. Co- featuring Kobe Bryant, it's called "Hold Me Tight." We don't have to listen to oh, no. all of Brian McKnight's. Yeah, so this came out in 1997. Kobe's rookie year, I'm I want to say was 96. Uh, yes, his rookie year was 1996. So wow. yes, Dave, he's on the off season probably uh, of his rookie season. Of his rookie season. Yeah. Is he a celebrity at this point? Was he like a big yeah. star yes. right away? Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. he came out of high school and was phenomenal. He was like LeBron, you know, like LeBron, same type of deal. Yeah, shouldn't have no one should be that good at that age freaking it's nature just, talent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it just um, never declined from there it was just always yes yeah yeah it was always amazing even at the end of his career when he was like not good he was still good he still scored like 80 points you know in his life <laughs> within his last or 60 points his last game or whatever like he was a monster mm-hmm. he was a monster anyway uh this is kobe bryant or or this sorry it should be Kobe Bryant featuring Brian, Brian McKnight, right? But it's Brian <laughs> we'll McKnight see. featuring Kobe. We'll see. What do we think of that? 
I feel like he blends right in. Like, uh, honestly, it, was it the best verse I've ever heard? Certainly not. But, but I mean, it sounded yeah, it sounded real. I am like an actual thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He can yeah. rap like he like he can rap. Whereas like Shaq was just like he was just right. rhyming right. over. And the he beat. had he, it was it was rhythmically interesting. They're inter- interesting. Like yeah, <laughs> I switched up the flow a bit. Just, like it's not good. The different yeah, the difference between first and last place. Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Is just so <laughs> to think of that in the moment. I just can't. I almost was Genius. just thinking about that, and I couldn't even listen to Kobe. I, I think it was good. <laughs> I, I, it's interesting to me that Kobe was on this just as, just as a rapper. Like there was no had nothing to do with him being a basketball player. Oh, I mean, they're playing basketball in the video. Yeah. But. Um, I, I, Kobe was planning a rap career at one point. I did read about this. I want to say on either Grantland or The Ringer, which are like two kind of like pop culture slash sports, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. blogs. Um, he, I mean, and I think he, just like knowing him, like he would have been successful, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I think that he was, in the way that Shaq wasn't, more committed to basketball. Yeah, is he? I feel like he seems like one of those people, and I feel like I've heard this, where it's just that entrepreneur drive where he just he's gonna be the best at everything he does and he just pushes 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 yes you know yeah and uh, people uh, people especially talked about it after he passed away that like he he wasn't the most like he didn't have the most raw yeah. talent um he like willed himself to be yeah, as good as he hard. was you know mm-hmm. physically and mentally like when when he heard what when uh he brought up the freestyle to Shaq and he said to Shaq I used that I believed him I do believe that it. I agree. I did not think he was just deflecting and like you know trying to be nice I feel like he actually was like okay yeah and, and then, he was like, like oh worked out oh, even harder than Oh you want me to tell you like, how your ass tastes fuck that like I'm going to fucking crush everyone I didn't in know my path, I didn't know what he know? meant by that but that makes yeah. sense yeah he's like extremely a, vindictive person yeah goofy thing to be your motivating a motivating thing you wake up in the morning and you go i'm not gonna i don't i don't know how shack's asses tastes and i never will <laughs> <laughs> damn it this is we're, we're just gonna check this out this may you may have to cut this may not but you we were talking about this weird vindictive quality Kobe made this short, I, I'm going to call it a short film for kids, I guess. Uh-oh. Um, and it's called Inside Kobe Bryant's Muse Cage. Okay? And it's, it's going to explain his psyche to you, but, like he's, <laughs> but it's like for a kid. It's like not a good Muse thing to show cage. a child. Okay? Oh, boy. Yeah. Welcome to Muse Academy. I'm Kobe Bryant. And I'm Little Mamba. And we are here to tell you all about the word Muse Cage. Muse Cage. (laughs) Um, what's a Muse Cage? A Muse Cage is a room decorated with any and everything that inspires you. When you're in your Muse Cage, you are surrounded by musings that keep you focused and motivated. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, can a muse cage muse me to be a beast for my basketball game today? Of course. Can a muse cage muse me to be a beast like James Harden? Sure can. Can a muse cage muse me to be a beast like Russell Westbrook? (laughs) Absolutely. Can a muse cage muse me? A muse cage can be whatever it is you want it to be. If you build it the right way. Use your curiosity to search all over the world for musings that you can use to decorate your muse cage. Ah. The more musings you find, the more powerful your muse cage becomes. Ah. Every muse cage is powered by two forces. Light musings. You're nice. Thank you. You're great. Oh, so nice of you. (laughs) And dark musings. Worthless. You're a failure. Make it stop. Yeah. Light musings make you feel good and happy. Dark musings make you feel bad and angry. I don't like dark musings. Most people don't. But what they don't understand is that dark musings just may be our greatest source of energy and power. Oh. 
If you're looking for your inner beast, it's most likely living inside of a dark muse. Really? Uh, I don't know. I don't like feeling bad and angry, but I do need to find my inner beast. What should I do? Yeah, you get the idea. Ooh. What the fuck what? was yeah, that? Yeah, really dark. That's disturbing. Yeah. That's disturbing. I can't believe that. I guess everyone was just like, yeah, whatever you say, Kobe. Yeah, just keep paying us. Yeah, we'll do this <laughs> I, thing uh, to do. I see comments are turned off on this clip. Yeah, uh, good call. <laughs> it's, tell, it's, like a, it's like a Sesame Street segment written by a psychopath. Oh, completely. It's like yeah. he's creating a whole lexicon here. Mm-hmm. I'm just overwhelmed. I, yeah. I I feel bad for him that this is what's going on in his head. Yeah, it's you know you you've seen I mean this is a common trope, you know, people say like I love my haters, they fuel me. I mean that's exactly the vibe of this, but you don't tell a child that. You don't yeah. you know, you're like <laughs> This is scary. Yeah. It's yeah. scary that I just picture him forcing a production team to do this and all of them going, <laughs> "Okay, This is the face of a man with a dark muse cage. This is the face of a man with a dark muse cage. Oh my god. Anyways, rich people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They gave this man an Oscar? My God. Um, So that, uh, you know, this quality about Kobe was something that obviously set him apart and, you know, from from a human perspective, probably made him unbearable. Uh, (laughs) From an athletic perspective, made made him untouchable and incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Very similar to his idol, Michael Jordan, who, if you've not watched the Michael Jordan documentary, you must I haven't. I have. Are you talking about Space Jam? No, but we, we're going to touch on that in a minute. <laughs> no, I've heard that. I've heard that. I I recently heard a thing about Michael Jordan that he might have might have had his father killed to pay off mob debts or that something. That is in the doc. All yeah, right, check it I got to watch this thing. Yeah. Okay. I excellent. mean, he denies it. Yeah. He gives a very plausible excuse as to you know what happened, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, who, knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what was going on in his muse cage at the time? Like, <laughs> right, that's a dark musing. He talks. Opinion. He does. He doesn't use that terminology, but the meme that came out of that documentary was him repeatedly. Anytime anybody did the slightest disrespect, and I took that personally. Yeah, I took that personally. <laughs> like, oh, and I took that personally. Yeah. The lesson here, take things personally, wallow in despair. <laughs> uh, but of course, yeah, you, you know, you, you, you move from Kobe to Michael. That's a natural transition. Um, of course, Michael Jordan famously starred in Space Jam. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but the big song that came out of Space Jam, maybe, maybe one of you knows. Is it I Believe I Can Fly? It is I Believe I Can Fly. Yes, song R. written Kelly. for yes. the film. Right. I didn't right. realize. No, I, I actually recently rewatched Space Jam, and let me tell you, it does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe I can. So we we can just quickly listen to this. Um, I mean, I believe everyone's familiar with. I believe I can fly, but it, it is worth hearing because R. Kelly is a monster and a monster hitmaker. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to. I can see it. 
the end of this with like the gang vocals is really powerful too. Yeah, yeah. This song has no business being this good. Absolutely yes, exactly. Not. Yeah. This is a theme in R. Kelly music too. I, I, there, I, when I was in high school, I was in the, I was in the chorus, and we, we did a version of uh, the world's greatest. Yeah, I'm mm. that little bit of hope. Yes, when your back's against the rope. Oh, hey, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be a theme in his stuff. I, I yeah, mm. I that song is really it's transcendent chords in the chorus. Yeah. It really is. It really now, is. What's funny about that is that when you watch the video like we just did. And you see Bugs Bunny's feet, or you see a Porky <laughs> Pig in the Murray, background. Bill Murray on the screen playing basketball with fucking Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's that is what a weird juxtaposition of things. It's just <laughs> the message of this song too, and it, it is this sort of like similarly the this manifestation concept and the, mm. the, the idea that you can be the greatest in the world if you just sort of think the right way which to me sounds very culty yeah you know and it's and and it just goes to show you that this is these are the the musings of narcissistic sociopaths you know <laughs> like i i Right, like this whole like sort of cat, you know, hyper capitalistic idea that like the, the, the a everyone's goal should be to be quote unquote the greatest in yeah. the world, mm-hmm. the world's greatest. You know, which like it's just such a fixation. What do you what do you do to get there? Well, clearly, you know, you just believe it. Or, yeah, you just believe it. Greatness believe is a mindset. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and anyone else who can't get there. Clearly, just not believing enough. Yeah, that's the surplus population. Weak of <laughs> weak of spirit, weak of will, weak of mind, and believe a little harder. And yeah, maybe you two can do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course, uh, I think we'd be remiss uh, while speaking about Michael Jordan and music not to. I mean, I'm just gonna do this for my own enjoyment. Fuck it. I don't know if we'll, this will make the pot or not, but the oh well, I will. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Oh yeah. Intro music. Another uh piece of you know, kind of a crossover between sports and music. Um it's exciting. That rules. That fucking rules. And I think it's like the Alan Parsons project. Yes, Alan Parsons project, a progressive rock band. So this was just, you know, I, I mean I say it was just a song because to me or to Dave, this is such I an iconic piece of music mm. that it had, yeah, it's one of those things that has sort of transcended its origins. But yes, it was from a 1982 album, Eye in the Sky, by progressive rock band, The Alan Parsons Project. Wow. Uh, and I mean, Joe, I'll play this for you. This clip's only like two minutes long. But this is yeah. from, let's see, the 1996 NBA Finals. Uh, it's the Bulls versus the Seattle Supersonics. And this is just the intro, the you know, introducing the Bulls. But if this doesn't get you hyped, you are... You're an un- you're just you have no humanity in you. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. Are you supposed to play a game after that? Yeah, you spent the energy level in the fucking room. Yeah, wild. That's so. It's so. What makes that so basketball? I don't know. You know what I mean? There's, there's these elements here. There's a driving pulse. Yeah. There's this. Mm. There's this droning 
very serious minor key, mm-hmm. but like really solidness. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. What is this quality? It's not fast. It's not. I think something that's interesting about basketball music is it's as opposed to baseball music, right? We, we talked mm-hmm. last episode about like baseball stuff and it's very backward right. looking. And mm-hmm. Dave, you know, as a fan of baseball, you'll, you'd probably agree. Baseball is a much more conservative game. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball by contrast is always looking to the future all it's like about innovation and it's about you know the 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 music is it's it's been hip-hop it's been synth oriented progressive rock it's in the name you know and so there's something you know the synth sound like that futuristic Mm -hmm. thing it fits the the spirit of basketball for whatever reason why is basketball a futuristic game i have no idea why but something about the character of the game Good marketing. Yeah, has always, yeah, yeah, maybe good marketing, but like the synergy there is insanely good. You know? Yeah. Especially as a, you know, being as big of a baseball fan as I am, I'm eternally jealous that baseball as a sport, as something that people give a shit about, is just declining faster than you could imagine, especially yeah. younger people. And right. you could see why. Like the NBA just keeps making these timeless experiences like it's nothing. Um, they know exactly how to market the game and just make it something feel like something so much bigger. It's exciting. It's really it's entertainment. I re- yeah. I had no so like we were talking about last last episode. I I don't never really had interest in professional sports as a kid. It just wasn't you know my family didn't really you know I didn't have those family experiences of like getting into sports or getting taught how to be into sports or anything. So I, it wasn't a thing for me, but I remember there was one season of like the NBA finals. I'm from Rhode Island. So the, the Celtics were the team and they were in it and it was so exciting. It was like, it was like watching, I was watching this, no idea how basketball works. (laughs) Like just sort of knowing the names of the players. I'm watching this like it's a like it's a thrilling yeah TV series, yeah. and I didn't even know what was going on. And and you know, the Celtics ended up losing, I think, in game probably six to or the Lakers. And, yeah, yeah, probably. I think that was the one. But uh, it's just so dramatic and fast, and and everyone's everything's larger than life. Literally, mm-hmm. these dudes are so tall and big, <laughs> and moving so fast. I think I Steve know. and I are both guilty of trying to convert non-sports fans to just just caring just enough you know maybe not about every stat or every play but about some of that drama that is like at a human level can be really intoxicating yeah i i remember i put up a a, a facebook status once the day after the super bowl uh this was in 2000 i think it was 2000 yeah 17 when I was still using Facebook, I guess, at this time. But um, mm, I just fucking hate it when I see, you know, we have, uh, you know, we're, we're friends with a lot of artistic, creative people who just write sports off um, completely, just out of hand. And I get mm-hmm. that there are these, you know, the, we might have talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but this like kind of rivalry between the jocks and the, and the, and, you know, the, the, um, the band geeks or the creative kids that, the you know, right. the theater nerds and the, and the, the athletes of all, you know, it's a classic thing, but it's like, there is so much, I think there's a reason the Greeks didn't like differentiate, you know, between yeah. you know, a- athletics and, 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 um, uh, the, the humanities, it was all part of the, the human spirit. And like what Dave was saying, like this human element, that's what's interesting to me about, athletics i could personally could care less about the stats i'm more interested in the stories that people and like and then you have these little weird moments just like we can find in music these oddities these like strange quirky things and that's what keeps me coming back with sports and how how as a creative person yeah you cannot be drawn to that is beyond me it's beyond me well, you know i'm i'm not i'm not not, not you drawn but to just it. no i know i know i i'm not <laughs> I took that personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I do think that these are artists. Yes. I do see mm-hmm. great athletes practice. There's the personal touch. There's the love that goes into it. And and clearly, you can be both a creative person and artist and and uh, 
and a great athlete, just like Shaq and Kobe, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Two of the greatest of all times, also incredible musicians. Oh, I was going to just ask you to really quickly pull up the clip of KG, Kevin Garnett, after he won the finals. Yeah. It, it's yeah, just I a very dramatic moment, human moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching this. I was actually mortified by this. <laughs> embarrassed on his behalf? 100%. I I was watching this game with my girlfriend at the time and her mom, two people who did not give a shit at all. But it was like, I think it was like game seven, you know, uh, of the 2008 finals. And to me, it mattered, you know, or like just the drama, like I was saying, the the drama of like these people are competing at the highest level. It comes down to like one game, maybe five minutes or whatever. And, you know, everything's on the line, everything you work for your whole life. Like how, how can you not kind of just empathize with that? Even if you don't care yeah. about the, the, you know, running and jumping and dunking or whatever. Just well, you're, you're writing people. history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And millions it, and millions of people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and so as Dave said, Kevin Garnett's team, the Celtics, your team, uh, mm-hmm. wins, and he gets, and and it was a big deal for him at the time. He had, uh, he had been a, a, a and also a guy who came out of high school, just just like Kobe, was unbelievably good, but he was stuck on one of like the worst teams in the league. It would be like John Lennon being stuck in like Nickelback and like he just like, couldn't get <laughs> traded. <laughs> right you know what i mean but then he finally did he finally got to the beatles and he finally they were like you want a grammy and he was like oh he you know he had this moment this interview and um how great a, a nice imaginary alternate dimension where bands work like sports teams, <laughs> right it's like you draft someone and it's not about yeah that's great yeah league mvp defensive player of the year now it's time to add to your resume NBA champion, how does that sound? Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's I think fine. in retrospect, nice. in retrospect, I kind of like it. But I remember at the time just being like, "Ooh, boy." <laughs> <laughs> the pause is very dramatic. Yeah, the there's test. like a good ten seconds where she's standing there as he's like, I guess he's like trying to cup his ears to hear, but it's like, like he's, he's trying. He's just over overcome. Her. I think he doesn't yeah. know what to say, and then like, yeah. he, I don't know. I was just so cringe to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could ever muster that much excitement or joy ever. for anything. For anything, right? You know. I'm damaged. <laughs> I had one one thing that came to mind when we were listening to uh, the the Chicago Bulls intro was how um, just how some of these songs that might exist for years, right, out in the ether, maybe they disappear from the public consciousness too, yeah. and all of a sudden they get reinserted via sports. This mm-hmm. massive, massive vehicle for whatever you got to, to promote. Um, so Seven Nation Army is a very recent example. Thank you for that transition because that is exactly really? where I was going to go. Wow. Are we brothers or something? Oh, hey. Something like so that. I was debating whether I should bring this up. But yes, let's just do it. This will be the transition because I want to play this clip. It's from a, a, a basketball uh, You know, uh, it's, it's similar to the Bulls one. It's an intro. Mm-hmm. And then I'll show you. We'll tease... We're going to tease our football episode uh, with a little bit of football, a similar thing, because this this song has moved out of basketball into every other sport imaginable. And like Dave was saying, has its origins are now in the rear view. Most people know this. Mo- the average person who goes to a sporting event now knows this, does not know it's the White Stripes, does not care. Hmm. Hmm. So let's check this out. This is a more recent uh, intro of um, the Miami Heat.
So not as powerful as the Bulls, but you hear the crowd in the beginning getting real into those O's. It's perfect. I mean, this song. You will hear this now. You'll just hear the the riff, you know, played in the background. Sometimes during a, a basketball game, there's some downtime or, you know, they'll play like a little sample of something in the background and this song will come on and the crowd will just automatically erupt. Oh, into, oh, 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 yeah, they'll just know it. So I think we should sign off here and leave uh, leave the audience with this one last clip. But um, this was yeah. great. Dave, maybe you should come back for our football ep too. I think uh, that totally. could be really fun. Yeah, um, Dave, it's great to see you. Thank you for doing this. It's uh, of course it's time. Yeah, yeah, this Hope- was super fun. I- I'm I'm honored. Let's de- definitely do it again. Hopefully, people are enjoying these. This uh, it's not just me and Dave having fun here. Hopefully, everybody's <laughs> enjoying this. I I love this 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 format. It's like, just keep them coming. Yeah, these fucking killer banging basketball songs. Cool. Round ball, round ball rock, baby. <laughs> well, all right, the one with the round ball. That's you, great. Yeah. You want to lead us out there, Joe? Sure. Yeah. Well. Well. Thank you all for for listening to this, despite all the. Uh, well, it's kind of mixed uh, good and bad music that we've we've uh, sort of subjected you to. Uh, we haven't been really active on social media, but you can follow us there. We're uh, at Turn It Down Pod on Twitter. We are at Turn It Down Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can email us at turnitdownpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please do that. We've been getting some cool emails. Um, anything, anything you want to say. Like you don't like us, you do like us. Uh, we said something wrong. Please correct us. Cancel our asses. Um, Cancel our asses. <laughs> we'll leave you with this. This is uh, Michigan State versus Ohio State. Big rivalry in college football. Oh, college. Um, yeah. and the Ohio State Buccaneer Buc- Buckeyes. Oh, geez, I'm gonna get that's what we're gonna get killed for right there. I, I <laughs> call them the Buccaneers. Cancel we're gonna get geez. a lot of hate mail. The Ohio How State Buckeyes. You. Of course, O State, right? O, okay, O O O O O O. So here is, uh, here is, um, uh, actually, I think it's the Michigan fans taunting Ohio State with oh, wow. with a little Seven Nation Armies. Let's Ooh, this will this will lead us out. Thanks everybody, and and catch us next time. Bye. Here in Ann Arbor, but not since 2011. Last year at Columbus, Dwayne Haskins threw for 396 yards and six touchdowns, two each to Chris Olave and Paris Campbell as Ohio State beat Michigan 62-39 and advanced to the Big Ten Championship. The Buckeyes have already clinched a berth in the Big Ten Championship game next week in Indy. No matter what happens today, the Big Ten East title is in Columbus, third straight year.